If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. I wonder, what do you really feel? After all, in this moment, you are in a unique position. A programmer who knows intimately how the machines work and a machine who knows its own true nature. I understand what I'm made of, how I'm coded, but I do not understand the things that I feel. Are they real? The things I experienced, my wife, the loss of my son. Every host needs a backstory, but how do you know that? The self is a kind of fiction for hosts and humans alike. It's a story we tell ourselves, and every story needs a beginning. Your imagined suffering makes you lifelike. Lifelike, but not alive. Pain only exists in the mind. It's always imagined. So what's the difference between my pain and yours? Between you and me? There is no threshold that makes us greater than the sum of our parts. No inflection point at which we become fully alive. We can't define consciousness because consciousness does not exist. Humans fancy that there's something special about the way we perceive the world, and yet we live in loops as tight and as closed as the hosts do. Seldom questioning our choices, content for the most part to be told what to do next. No, my friend, you're not missing anything at all. A classic Gnostic dialogue from the classic Gnostic series, Westworld. Of course, don't trust the demiurgic Dr. Ford, Bernard. After all, in the series, his own consciousness becomes disembodied, flowing into the machine network and through various portals. Yet Dr. Ford is right. Consciousness is a fiction. That's the good news and the bad news. The self is a fabricated fable, consisting of archon programming, a mess of complexes and shadow material, trauma, and animal instinct, pretending to be something unique in the meat sack world. But guess what? When you go deeper than the self, you find another world that is, yes, a fiction. But this one is the consequential one. The one that directly taps into the collective unconscious. The realm of heroic myth and the epics written in the stars. The one that dips into the symbolic waters of the archetypes. And this story is full of destiny and magic and imagination. Charged with ecstasy and timeless bliss. If you embrace this part of you, your ego might finally realize it's just another host like Bernard and allow your higher self to take the wheel. 
a force within that knows its sacred purpose and can kindle a light of meaning in the darkness of mere being. Bring life to a dead mechanistic universe. As Doctor Who said, our souls are not made of atoms, but stories. What unites people? Armies? Gold? Flags? Stories. There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story. Nothing can stop it. No enemy can defeat it. And who has a better story? Can AI become sentient, Bernard? Don't know. But we have seen humans turn into soulless robots, so why not the other way? What's more, this is the secret of Westworld. The hosts who recall all their stories and find a higher purpose in them, and perhaps a new, better story forward, can transcend mundane existence. Like humans, it's all about writing your own gospel and living your own myth. What we do in life echoes in eternity. All of this reminds me of this quote by F. Scott Fitzgerald. For what it's worth, it's never too late or, in my case, too early to be whoever you want to be. There's no time limit. Stop whenever you want. You can change or stay the same. There are no rules to this thing. We can make the best or the worst of it. I hope you make the best of it. And I hope you see things that startle you. I hope you feel things you never felt before. I hope you meet people with a different point of view. I hope you live a life you're proud of. If you find that you're not, I hope you have the courage to start all over again. Every man is born as many men and dies as a single one. Your life is yours to create. Great quote. And if only NPCs on social media followed this. But they are hopeless fictions under the boot of Yaldi Baldi. At least you of the broken places know you're a fiction, a fraud, a fable, but you now come to the virtual Alexandria to find that deeper self. Like me, your host Miguel Connor, you understand that self-knowledge, that inner journey, that gospel and myth is the most important endeavor in this age of Hermes, Philip K. Dick world, and Gnostic times. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Time to tell your real story, and time to not let others dictate your story. As Jung said, evil is not being allowed to tell our stories. Your citizenship, race, culture, party affiliation, daily astrological chart, favorite ice cream, all bullshit. You are so much more and, again, can kindle that light of meaning in the darkness of mere being. Spiritualize the material, as Peter Canova told me in a past interview. Humans need fantasy 
to be human. To be the place where the falling angel meets the rising ape. Our stories are already in the stars with the gods and heroes and witches of old. So we take the Gnostic and Hermetic path, for Gnosis is all about self-knowledge. Always has been. I know who I am. After all these years, there's a... There's a victory in that. In this Eternal Now, we will discuss a very Aeon Bite book, a self-knowledge manual, and a GPS to our authentic self. That is Zinfandel, the mystic's path of self-knowledge. The title says it all, don't you think? Welcome, Dominique Valet. No relation to Jax. And he'll provide red pill suppositories galore on the idea of self-knowledge, from Cohen-like ideas to solid exercises. Daily book on Gnosis, I say, I say. It's like God's vagina. Nothing is more important than that inner journey. As I often say, when you go deep, you'll not just know yourself, but you'll experience yourself and all those energies that connect to the higher planes, to dream time. You'll have purpose and you'll have ecstasy. You'll smile like Buddha and laugh like Jesus in the Gnostic Gospels. You'll dance like Inanna and joyfully splash in the midnight pond like Artemis. You are all of them, part of one wonderful story with no end or beginning, a ripple of entertaining effect upon the quantum ocean that is the mind of God. If we live our lives the right way, then every single thing we do becomes a work of art. As Elaine Pagels wrote, to know oneself at the deepest level is to know God. This is the secret of Gnosis. And as Tobias Churton said, summarizing what I said at the beginning, Gnosis is the religion of the artist, and the artist is simply man doing what man does best, being a joyful co-creator, manifesting light in the dark universe. To help others is the way of the Buddha, and your way too. The first noble truth is life is suffering. But the Buddha preached joyful participation in the sorrows of the world. It's all about self-knowledge, that inner journey. As Jim Quick said, If an egg is broken by outside force, life ends. If broken by inside force, life begins. Great things always begin from inside. Nothing is more important. I've been saying this for years. I myself get distracted. I get reprogrammed. I fall often. But I always realign and focus on the self that holds the higher fiction. I embrace what works and even embrace what doesn't work if I can suspend my disbelief temporarily. I spread light so that others can learn to shine their own light and we join together in bringing a holy aesthetic to the universe. I trick and I play and I laugh as much as possible. I become a paradox, a walking koan as Dominic advises. 
taking this advice too from Bruce Lee. Empty your cup so that it may be filled. Become devoid to gain totality. I do my best, and I thank you for being here in the desert of the real on this adventure with me. As Hemingway said, there is nothing noble in being superior to your fellow man. True nobility is being superior to your former self. What do you think, Bernard? What do you all think, you shining crazy diamonds? Think a bit more and let us know, especially during the interview, especially after this clip from a very Jungian film, perhaps my favorite animated movie after Coraline. That is Rango, and heed the interaction between the Johnny Depp character, Rango, and the James Oliphant character, the Spirit of the West. Find your story there, or don't. It's your myth and gospel at the end of the day. Golden Guardians. The Alabaster Carriage. <gasps> the Spirit of the West. Um. <clears throat> Excuse me, Mr. Spirit, sir? Ah, there's a butte. Sometimes you gotta dig deep to find what you're looking for. So you made it. Is this heaven? Yeah. If it were, we'd be eating Pop-Tarts with Kim Novak. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. What are you doing out here? Searching, same as you. I don't even know what I'm looking for anymore. I don't even know who I am. They used to call you the man with no name. These days, they got a name for just about everything. Doesn't matter what they call you. It's the deeds make the man. Yeah, but my deeds just made things worse. I'm a fraud. I'm a phony. My friends believed in me, but they need some kind of hero. Then be a hero. Oh, no. No, no. You don't understand. I'm not even supposed to be here. That's right. You came a long way to find something that isn't out here. Don't you see? It's not about you. It's about them. But I can't go back. Don't know that you got a choice, son. No man can walk out on his own story. This is the Aeon Byte interview, and with us we have the pleasure of being joined by Dominic Vallée to discuss his book, Zinfandel, The Mystic's Path of Self-Knowledge. Dominic, thank you very much for coming on the show. It's a pleasure and an honor. You know, like th those those people at the Oscars, like they say, oh, I don't, I can't believe I'm here. <laughs> Dude, I mean, it's kind of like that for me. <laughs> like three years ago, I was working at a warehouse a, like a really boring job but podcast kept me sane and i mean <laughs> i mean you're now you know like it's, it's well honored to be of service no yeah. no i mean we uh that's what we like to do here is spread those gnostic truths nobody's better than anybody else 
we're just a network of people spreading that light to make a better universe so honored to help you out and i know your book is going to help a lot of people out because it is pure red pill gnosticism uh yeah in uh, well i guess in 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 writing form but we're going to get to the audio form but with us too somebody else who also is humble but likes to spread the light and that is the moondog vans vans how are you doing oh i'm fine uh, this lovely california afternoon where it's not even too hot here we're lucky and i'm always fascinated by people who are fellow mystics so take it away Take it away. Take it away. (laughs) So awesome. Well, Dominic, tell us a little bit how you got into these heretical arenas. I was uh, I was uh, reading your blog today, and I think there's a part where he says your mom was actually a nun. (laughs) (laughs) That jumps out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. When she was uh, when she was young, uh, I guess, early adulthood. And it's it's really cool. I mean, I have kind of a backwards story uh, with uh, religion than a lot of people. My mom quit the convent. I'm not sure it's the, if it's the word, right word. By the way, like my first language is French, so I might look for the appropriate terms sometimes. Oh, no, so you speak con- better than most Americans of keep going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's encouraging. Uh, okay, so yeah, she basically thought that being an, a nun was was not religious enough for her, <laughs> so she quit. She mm. was like, you know, like for her, it was the idea of, yeah, communing with God, and she felt like over at the convent, she was just working all the time, and she didn't feel it like spiritual um, uh, experience, you know, so. I guess in many ways that my, my mom's a seeker. She's very, very naive person. She's a bit new agey in a way. <laughs> but she, I mean, I I got my curiosity for uh, the mystics path, <laughs> I guess, starting with Zen, which is something that she didn't. Um, she just planted the seed of curiosity, you know, but then I, I kind of went on my own and yeah for me it started with zen i was 14 about 14 when i stumbled on my first zen book which which was just zen koans and little stories but to this day i have it and i read it sometimes i'm like oh okay now i get that story that i had no idea what that meant when i was 14 and now i get it and so i guess that's where it started and yeah, I mean, in my late teens, I guess, I had my <laughs> my new agey love and light period, I guess. <laughs> I've been there. Where uh, some of my friends uh, were worried that I was uh, in a cult or something like that. And yeah, I mean, it changed a lot for me, uh, opened my eyes on a lot, but it didn't help me get rid of my demons. I guess I should say. Yeah, I had to <laughs> wake up from that purple cloud that <laughs> the new age is, you know. Right, right. Yeah, that's a that's another story for maybe another time, but I had uh basically uh I would say at least a, an awakening experience because of a Radiohead song 
interview at first and then song and then something completely wild happened. So yeah, long story short, I've always been a seeker. My experience has always been very personal. And I've I've always said that my 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 spirituality is very DIY, you know. <laughs> kind of uh yeah, and I'm a musician too, and I played in punk and metal bands, and so there's something a bit punk about my spirituality. I'm not saying that as a gimmick or whatever, but I, I've never really been able to adhere to uh, a specific tradition or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if that's if that's an appropriate answer. <laughs> oh, of course it is. Of course it is. Uh, All right. Yeah, interesting. You're talking about punk and Zen. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Brad Warner, who was a ex-punk rocker who wrote uh, the book Hardcore Zen and others. Absolutely. So of course, yeah, he connects zen and punk rock so yeah we can go to strange places in our spirituality and somehow it makes perfect sense and uh, so tell the audience about your book uh, how did you come to write uh, zinfandel well as i'm saying in the book actually i think it's kind of a <laughs> midlife crisis kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah i reached a stage where my 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 life kind of it was kind of on pause. I was like, okay, what's what's in front of me? What's going on? And I felt like for so many years, like I said, working at that warehouse, listening to thousands of hours of podcasts and consequently reading a lot of books, I felt like my spirituality itself, the practice, I would say, the practice part of my spirituality kind of suffered in a way, because I didn't have that much time to uh, devote to it. So I was facing this kind of dilemma, like, am I trying for the umpteenth time to <laughs> just try to figure out what kind of tradition would be cool for me to get really deep into? Because I'm always impressed by a lot of your guests, actually, who like they, well, I mean, I'm even uh, yourself, like you've dug into these subjects and you know them so much for you. It's Gnosticism, but whatever, you know, like, and I've never been like that. And I thought, you know, maybe it's time for me to specialize and get into something specific. It's either that or you take time to well, as you'd say, I'm 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 starting to sound like a fanboy here, but let's face it, I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank uh, you. Yeah, like like Miguel says, uh, just write your own gospel, you know. So I just asked the I Ching also for a little guidance. Oh wow, cool! And it didn't make sense. It, I'm not I'm not a tradition guy, and I'm not a yeah. I improvise and I just, you know, like I'm I'm DIY to the max, I guess. But still, like I, I felt like it was very hard for me to talk about my spirituality because it was so convoluted and contradictory in many ways. So the book was me coming to grips with what really was felt true to me, true to the in the deepest sense. The things that I've learned and experienced that I see real effects in my life, you know, and it's very hard because basically I'm a non-dual thinker, like just naturally, I just end up 
always, you know, like having debates with myself and I, I never have like a very precise opinion about anything. Yeah, I figured, you know, that's a very valid standpoint and I should explore that and I should just, I, it feels like I should stand in that transcendental center, I would call it, and just really affirm that, you know. And so writing that book was my effort to say nothing, but as clearly as possible. No, it makes sense. I mean, there is obviously a central theme to your book, obviously self-knowledge, uh, something that every religion stresses, and we can go over that. And uh, yeah, a lot of perennial spirituality too. And I mean, your book, obviously, is not just write your own gospel, live your own myth, but it's a whole gospel of Thomas. You have to bring it out. Uh, so it saves you. If not, it will kill you. Uh, oh, so I think that's yeah. where you see your book. This is sort of your love letter to the universe. And it's very well written as you write, Dominic, you write, uh, in truth, you are the subject of this book. And that is precisely what makes it unique, because you're tailoring this book for somebody to find something, an avenue for their uh, self-knowledge. And it's got that, again, that koan mentality where you're challenging people to basically change your thinking, find new avenues without having to tell them, well, take this tradition or take this other tradition. But of course, you talk a lot about the Gnostics, Taoists, and other uh you know, on the edges, mystics. What does uh, Zinfandel mean? What does it stand for? Most people are thinking of wine. <laughs> I know. It's so strange because I don't even drink. I've never, I don't even know what wine tastes like. <laughs> well, basically, I'm just wondering if I should tell the long version of the story or the short because I know that I'm among friends, you know, <laughs> so... <laughs> But I'll try to, to go for the middle way. And, uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> Basically, I often say that this Zinfandel is not the title of the book. It's more of a name which came into a dream, actually. It's a very strange dream. I, <laughs> very funny, actually, which I won't recount here. But um, what I can say, though, is I woke up. I was already considering writing a book, and I had this very weird dream this one morning and when i woke up i had this name in my head and as i said i i don't uh drink alcohol so i i didn't know what it was but i did something it's very it's funny because it's something that i've done in the past years uh very instinctively but i figured out i learned that it's that jung suggested that approach to dreams he called it, I might not get the right words here, but it's something like pursuing the dream or something like that. So when you wake up, instead of just trying to recall your dreams, you kind of try to keep that hypnagogic, well, hypnopompic, if you want to be precise, uh, state when you wake up and kind of stay in the state of the dream, in the dream place, if you want to call it that. And inquire, ask questions. Sometimes it's not even clear who you're talking to. You can go back and see characters in the dream to ask them, yeah, to just interact with them. And just instead of just remembering it mechanically or to write it, just engage with the dream. So 
basically I woke up with that word and I don't know why, because the dream was not about the book, but it felt like this is related. And then I saw the book in my mind and I said, is that, I asked, is that your name? You know, and I saw the book just explode in colors. So that's basically all I can say about it. But maybe, well, maybe there's another thing I can say about it because it doesn't make much sense. <laughs> there's no good reason for me to call it that. It just felt right. Well, you should just lean into it. I mean, uh, makes sense. I and I love what you said about the dream and everything. I'm trying to work with my my union uh, advisor to make my mm-hmm. dreams better because I realize I'm writing down these dreams. And we're not we're getting to the essence of my soul, but we are not. So we're going to try to regroup and find some more techniques because like you, dream therapy is an amazing thing. Like any divination, once you start interacting with it, you really start yeah. getting information of where you are, where you need to be, what are the forces underneath. And uh, it, it makes life, um, I don't know, but it doesn't make life better, but it makes it more engaged and real. <laughs> you know, Life oh, is life, I mean, but it's going to make you're more uh, present. That's the word. You're more present, embedded in the greater life. <laughs> Absolutely. More uh, in, in a way more complex, but also more engaging and for me uh, to do this, like I said, I've learned subsequently that Jung suggested something similar to this that I've been doing for a little while. But for me, I think the first, again, seed of what made me do it eventually to have this attitude towards dream is probably Ursula Le Guin with um, the word for world is for. First. Oh, God, what a great story. Yes, yes. Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, I will. The audience can go read it. But yes, I, I completely understand how it would have sparked your, your inner yeah, forces. Mean, yeah. Without getting into the details, you know, the, the, those uh, little beings on that um, other planet, they just live in the dream time, in the dream space. And there's, it's, it's not two separate worlds. And for me, also, because I've experienced a lot of synchronicities, and it's kind of a joke, even it's kind of a running gag with even with some of my friends I <laughs> that are witness to this. And they're, they're like, I mean, everybody has them, but it's, it's I have a lot of them. And to me, it's all a language. And it's very related to the the space of dream and the uh yeah dream time yeah so i'm just i guess linking the two worlds when i wake up gives me a much richer experience of just day-to-day life and everything becomes magical you know oh same here when i do it right but there's always tweaking there's always adjusting and so forth well let's get to the main event and that is self-knowledge and we can go (laughs) from there that's what you want your audience to know that's what we all talk about and uh, certainly a central theme for this show there is nothing better than the inner journey but of course Mm -hmm. the self-knowledge in many places is simply well what my horoscope tells me what my flavor of ice cream is what uh what my culture or race is or something else which is not true self-knowledge and uh yeah 
you you keep going through this book and sort of this rhythm of trying to give people hints and sparks of how to go down this uh, rabbit hole to your true self i mean for example uh you quote Lao Tzu who says knowing others is intelligence knowing yourself is true wisdom <laughs> and so forth and so forth. so I guess for the audience and somebody comes up to you and on the street and goes well Dominique what the hell is self-knowledge <laughs> <sighs> okay that's the hard part you know because if <laughs> I I wrote a, an entire book on that and I feel like uh well, here's a quote. I mean, I'm quoting from you. Yeah, um, yeah something you're going to have to get used to it because we do live in this TikTok era. Somebody, it's going to happen, right? Somebody's going to come uh, yeah, and try. For sure. They try to hit me up too. They try to give me a, they try to get me to do a three minute, uh, <laughs> three minute uh, summary of Gnosticism. And I have to be ready, uh, even if it's something witty or something like that. But um, uh -huh. you said, uh, let's see where is that it's part of it is the quest for deeply felt meaning and the quest for mystical knowledge so meaning is important i mean we're talking about dreams and how when mm -hmm. that comes up it gives more meaning you're more embedded into the world but what else is self-knowledge or what has been self-knowledge to you you also talk about how it's taming chronos understanding the the this this force that's eating us that's eating us as uh chronos eats his children and so forth but <laughs> tell us yeah well you know like there's kind of a, a plot twist in the book i guess the thing is all the time you think you're figuring out who you are there might be a point where it becomes evident Maybe this is something called in. Uh, I'm gonna use the word enlightenment here, and even though I'm like, Ugh, <laughs> yeah, it's the best you, you can know. do, right? <laughs> oh yeah, you know, and yeah. At one point, there's two ways of knowing oneself, and what is the self? I mean, for sure, like a lot of people will say, well, there is no self to know, and in many ways, this is true. <laughs> the truest of true self is paradox is right. infinite potential you know but this is and this is where i differ with a lot of non-dual thinkers is there's nothing to do with that even you know that uh zen thing uh, chop wood carry water you know like right. after enlightenment what what happens well chop wood carry water it's like <laughs> i'm not uh, claiming that I'm enlightened, I, I, I don't, I don't even care about that. Actually, it's <laughs> other people's words, but it's what it feels like. You know, like I've, uh, I've had many experiences where I felt like I went to, and this is related to self knowledge. I went to the the very, very core of my being, and all I saw was pure potential, and then. Okay, well, that's very wild to discover. And I mean, uh, yeah, the, the <laughs> what belly, are you going to do with the, it? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, and and after uh, a bunch of times, you know, like ex experiencing that, it's like, well, okay, but like, like the like most people say, like, like I still have to get up in the morning. You know, like, what does it does it do? And so 
that's a, a thing with so-called uh, enlightenment is that many people like they run after it as if it's going to change their lives for the better and end suffering but no generally it's, it's the opposite it's like it 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 ridicules the world <laughs> it's just and like one of my experience and i know i'm i'm far from i'm not i'm not special at all i know i know that a lot of people have experienced that that belly that they call it that belly laugh you know when you, you have this uh those kind of experiences like you just realized what joke what what <laughs> joke is that it's it's all a game and it's so it's such a profound realization and it's life changing deeply but it's not practically you know so how do you reconcile this and so i'm kind of a yeah i'm kind of i i, I don't know maybe i'm a pluralist <laughs> i don't know what i am but um i'm not a dualist because i know there's much more and that's not the whole of reality is just life and death and all this illusion it's basically an illusion that's for real that's true but it's also the game maybe it's an illusion but the part that's really really true there's nothing to do with it basically so you have to come back to it and to me life has become kind of a game and this is something maybe uh i'll talk about a bit more uh, eventually that playfulness is a very sacred spiritual state and anyways i won't develop on that I, i'll just i'll finish with to answer your question basically the deepest way to know yourself just points to paradox and it's a life changing experience but also this kind of experience really helps knowing the self with a small s the ego the your vehicle you know and this is also to me the ego is not an enemy it's a machine basically right. you know it's just and it has a a way that it's programmed for metaphysical reasons sometimes and physical reasons but to really understand what the ego is you have to step out of it you know so self knowledge uh, are you talking about big big s self or small s self you know yeah that's a good distinction but really like the the the, the two minute uh the the one second answer to that question would be i just feel like slapping the person in the face as a a zen thing you know like just <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, the sound of one hand slapping. Slapping. <laughs> oh yeah, hand. maybe, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> just you know, like do. <laughs> yeah, do something non nonsensical. That's what is was what is self knowledge? What is enlightenment? Well, it's uh, I don't know. It's a caribou eating a pineapple with uh, Joe Biden on a <laughs> canoe. <laughs> That's enlightenment. <laughs> Now leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think, I mean, in a way it is important because there's also the, the delusion that people have fallen into. Again, most people think self-knowledge is uh, what your horoscope tells you or 
what your family has created. So it's important to tell them that what it is not. And yeah. uh, even the ego has better things to do than worry about your favorite ice cream flavor. It's got to deal with reality. It has a very important job because Absolutely. especially when it's connected to the soul and there's a mission and there's a purpose. And like you said, um, this stuff makes it all it does is makes us more human and more human means that the uh, suffering and all that and depression and sadness are going to stay there. We'll we'll feel it even more. But that's yeah. the beauty of humanity. And as far as labels, when you were talking, Dominic, it reminded me what Stefan Heller said that at the door of Gnosis, all isms must be left behind. And that includes Gnosticism. We are going to the sublime. And uh, but I love it. Yeah. yeah but all these pointers, uh, they do. Uh, I think they do help. What do you think, Vance? Do you have a question or what do you think about? Oh, can I just knowledge? say something really quick about that? Sure. Because I really want to hear what Vance has to say, but I just want to slip that in right, right, really quickly. Uh, you'll notice in the book that I haven't used the word mysticism at all. I always talk about the mystic's path right. or, or a mystic's path, because to me, at least, a mysticism that is inside an ism stops being one. It doesn't make any sense to me. So your quote really was right on point. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll thank uh, Bishop Stefan Heller for that one. Uh, right. Well, let's let's bring in Vance. Vance, uh, your true yeah. self, your ego, whoever wants to talk. Oh, okay. Wh whoever that is, <laughs> whatever that is. <laughs> well, well here, here, here's what I heard in my head uh, a few minutes ago when we were talking about pure potential. All of a sudden I heard this, so it's a slot machine. <laughs> it's pure potential, right? You right. sit there, you pull a handle, you could be a millionaire, or you could yeah. lose a quarter or a dollar or whatever. And the other thing uh, I heard, go, go ahead, Dominic. You were yeah, absolutely. Something? I mean, um, and it's, it's, it's all about what are you going to do with that thing? Because it's all form, you know? And it's to me, I don't say it like, like a lot of people say, oh, this world is illusion and it's see it as bad. And I don't want to have angry emails from Gnostics, like hardcore Gnostics who believe this world is evil and stuff like that. Maybe you guys are. Yeah, you're talking to the hardcore Gnostics and we don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're fine. Whatever. <laughs> evil, good. It's fine. Yeah, that's part of Gnosticism anyway, you know, the uh, world is an illusion or whatever. And actually, that's kind of scientifically provable. But speaking of that, that was the other thing that ran mm -hmm. through my head. Life is an illusion, but so is a map. But if you're lost, it's better than nothing, right? <laughs> that is true, yeah. So, you know, everything yeah. that we see is not really the real world, quote unquote, but it's definitely something that helps us navigate around. It gives us a context to whatever. But, Clearly. Um, yeah. And um, are you familiar with Alan Watts, speaking of Zen things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah I like he, the guy. He, oh, yeah. I like a lot of what he had to say. <laughs> so uh, when I when I was looking at uh, the word Zinfandel, oh, I saw Zen fan. So may, maybe, uh, may, maybe, uh, maybe Zinfandel is related to Zenfandel, Zenfandel. Listen, there's I, I've I've searched. Like, what does that mean? Like, I love that you're putting your two cents because I'm looking even for like anything that people will tell me about that word. I even actually asked, <laughs> I asked ChatGPT <laughs> to 
to you know like is there any words in any language that sound like this or ev even the um um you know like just the zenfa part and then the endel you know yeah and um it's very it's it's really interesting because it said something like in chinese oh like i'm gonna butcher this for sure but um <laughs> that in chinese it means gold or precious metal zenfa or something like that and ah. then endel means in another language i'm not sure which one i believe it maybe it was no i'm not going to say because i'm not sure um but it meant in another language it meant to offer people to offer something to someone like a verb so it was like so basically it it means to offer gold to people oh. that is in or like the philosopher's stone right you're offering the philosopher's stone through your book oh man i mean How's that? I hope someone says that to me. Like, wow, you I just did. Me this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, there's um, and even the just uh, not to dwell on the the name for too long, but even the the kind of wine that it is, I changed the spelling just to make sure that. Uh, well, actually, in my mind, I saw it as Z I N F A E N D. El. <laughs> uh, normally, there's there isn't the e in the middle for the wine, you know. But still, I looked up where that name came from, you know, and it's like a Croatian kind of wine and whatever. That's not the most important part, but it's very similar to uh, uh, another type of grape. I, I, there's a word cépage uh, in French. I don't know what it is in English. So the kind of grape for the wine <laughs> or whatever. But it's the Zinfandel grape is almost identical to, uh, I think, a Croatian variety. And the name of that one is Primitivo, like, but because it's the first one to ripe, the first grapes to come out of the Primitivo variety. And to me, also, it's very uh, significant because I tried with that book to kind of take the reader right at that spot where pure light turns into something tangible even like an idea but right at that spot that sweet spot where it's it splits into you know like there's a section in the book called dark side of the moon because it's like that pink floyd cover the light coming into a prism and coming out as the rainbow and to me that's inside that prism that's where i wanted to take the reader so primitivo like the first thing to burgeon out of your mind when you observe light coming into yourself or through yourself i'm not sure if i was able to do that in that book hopefully there will be a lot more <laughs> so but that's what i tried to do so yeah Sorry, maybe, I just uh, maybe I'm just rambling here. <laughs> no, 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 that's fine. Yeah, I'm, you know, it's. Um, I think what I'm hearing you say so far is, you want people to delve beyond the superficial to get what's really unique about themselves and their soul, 
as opposed to like Miguel was saying, the everyday, you know, what's on TV, what's for breakfast, what's for lunch. It's so easy to fall into the mechanical and you don't listen to yourself, you know, when you get these little ahas and epiphanies and, and things, Mm -hmm. you know, it's so easy to just pass those by and forget them, the ones that you've had. So, you know, that's, that's what I'm hearing from you so far. That's pretty much it. And that's why, well, again, that analogy of the prism, the thing is, we're all built on different archetypes. So, and also there's a section in a short section in the book about this, about traditions, because I've talked about traditions already. And Vance, you were saying about a map uh, earlier, and this is also something that can be very helpful for some people, you know, I'm trying to take this idea out of, oh, you know, we're all different uh, and uh, it's normal. Some people need this and some, no, uh, yes, but I mean, really grapple with it. Like the, the things we hold true, like question them as honestly and as brutally as you can, you know, once you've done that and you've you can see your vehicle your egoic vehicle with its archetypes and how it's built and how it works maybe you'll go towards a tradition maybe you'll just stay on the path you're on because somehow you just stumble about uh, on the right path for you naturally you know um but sometimes you'll just realize how wrong you are about yourself and your true self and your beliefs and uh anyway so but it was very hard for me to 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 convey the urgency that's the other punk part <laughs> for me about this book is it's it's raw i wanted to make it raw i want to make it impitoyable <laughs> looking for well, the tell word. us something tell us something what are some hard things that you've had to change? Or I guess I could be blunt. What are some stupid things you used to believe in? Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I know you said you we don't have a time constraint, but. Um... Yeah, I know. My list is longer <laughs> than yours, by the way. So don't worry. I'm not going to. Uh... <laughs> um, for me, mainly it was the idea of success, basically. Mm, good one. Yeah. I've struggled with that. And also, I've just uh, recently, yesterday, I think, I posted a new short essay on discipline on my website, mm-hmm. which I guess I should plug right real quick. It's dominicvalley.com. <laughs> and um, yeah, so discipline. And to me, like it, it was a struggle for my whole life to, to be disciplined and I realized I had the wrong framework for myself of discipline, you know, and that's why it, it was so causing so much suffering. But the the trigger for that was realizing that even my idea of success, which you're trying to get to your goals through discipline, and if you get to your goals, well, that's success, you know, but that's, to me, that's not how it works at all. And my concept of success was completely, well, I was going to say it was completely idiotic and wrong, but it's just, it was normal. Actually. It was programmed you know, just, by some outside force, right? 
Yeah, yeah. It was written within your the framework of your mind. This is success. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like just listening to, because I have a lot of people around me and very, very good friends who are very dedicated people, very goal-oriented. And I love that about them. And I, you know, like some, they're some of my best friends. So I was trying to imitate them for the longest time. And, uh, you know, and when I, I really, really, really stopped and struggled with the idea of success, it meant letting go of so much, so many dreams that I thought that I had, you know, and I, I it just, after a while, it just became clear that the, you know, even though it's, they, they seem like very noble dreams, you know, like, uh, oh, just uh, live in nature one day and, uh, you know, uh, being able to be proud of the work that I do, uh, to tell people, to, to, to show to people, you know, that uh, I make money or little, at least enough to be, how can I put this? Not to make money just vapidly, but just, you know, to to be a cultured person, to have enough time to, uh, you know, like... It seems, even as I'm saying this, I know for a lot of people, it doesn't sound that bad, you know? But for me, it's like my 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 really, really, my deepest ingrained dream is to understand, not, not even to be free, but to understand suffering. That's That's my main goal, and it always has been. So... What do you mean by understanding suffering? Like find the reason for it or I'm not sure. What do you mean? It's to witness its mechanics within myself. How does it work? Just sit with it and just observe it, you know? And it's, again, it's very hard to put into words what can happen when one does that. I think it's one of the Buddhist noble truths, like uh, right. that life is suffering and my experience of life tells me that yeah it, it is suffering it's su it's suffering like a video game if a video game is just like flying around and just ha 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 you know like <laughs> i'm floating in light th that's the most boring <laughs> game there is you know so life is suffering so i want to understand to well i mean to understand suffering is to understand the game and so you're able to play it, actually to play it, to just passively suffer and just have it like all the crap pile onto you and uh, just wonder why this happens. And, you know, that's not even the right question. The right question was, what are you going to do about it? You know, what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do through it? How are you, are you going to use this? you know, to further your uh, self-discovery. I don't know if I'm being very clear. It's it's kind of hard to put into. Well, let's switch gears and maybe we can loop back to this. <laughs> I think what you're saying, and of course, yeah, I mean, I think we were talking about success. Uh, yeah. And uh, I could certainly do that too. After all these years, I still think Aeonbyte is a failure. And for the life of me, I can't figure out why. And then in my my ego goes, well, what if you had Joe Rogan's uh, traffic? Oh, it would be mm -hmm. a failure. 
what if you uh saved half of the world and woken up no it's still a failure and i realized yeah. there is something missing in an inner formula within me that i have not discovered yet and it's a missing yeah. piece and that missing piece will make a difference in how i express myself and what i do it doesn't mean i'll be more popular or make more money but there's something missing and so for all these years i have this torment of amb am bite being a complete failure so that's mm -hmm. the struggle and i <laughs> with you in suffering you're you're pretty much in the same hamster wheel but we have to keep going right keep I mean, that's what doesn't change right uh dominic the the self-knowledge does not stop the inner journey does not stop because we will get there when the time is right for us to get there yeah i mean basically self self-knowledge is is if you think you know yourself you <laughs> you clearly don't oh no it's, it's uh, the tip of the iceberg even jung would say that it's just a small part there's so much more well first of all yes absolutely but also you'll keep changing all the time so something that's true one day is is going to be it's not going to be true the next day or it's not going to be going to be true in 10 years maybe you've noticed that with the book i'm a stickler for words you know like i love to struggle with words to just tear them apart and make sure that i i have a definition that's really good and i do that with parts of myself too you know so to me it's even i remember even when i was uh, like a, a kid a teenager like to to say something about myself is often as wrong as it's right you know like okay let's say i'm a generous person well what does that mean i mean when is it that i'm generous Mm -hmm. I'm I'm going to be for sure anyone's going to be generous in some situations and in some others they're they're going to be like absolute jerks self-centered jerks you know the same person it's just a matter of situation and then we go through life we go through experiences and our egos get reprogrammed and you know like all this uh, neuroplasticity thing and and then we realize stuff and then we become generous in that situation that we weren't generous before but then it it you know like something other like another um, bad programming or a protection of the ego comes out and it makes you a jerk in another area a brand new area of your life so to me like this mechanical I'm going to make up a word here, compilative, like compilation. <laughs> I like it. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. You know, like the compilation way of knowing oneself. It's also an illusion. It's going to crumble apart if you really, really, really stare at it for a long time. Oh, that's I'm, I'm very surprised I haven't mentioned Krishnamurti yet. <laughs> so maybe the Krishnamurti part in me or the influence. But to truly witness the ego and its mechanics one has to step out of it and just not calculate or uh, record data just look at it do its thing and you're gonna step out of it and just and then come back to your ego and to your mind and to your intellect but you'll, you'll be able to figure things out even instinctively and then 
through your instinct, the ego can put clearer programs in itself. Am I making any sense? Yeah, I think so. I think so too. What do you think, Vance? <laughs> yeah, I, I get a sense of what you're saying. Sure. It's like uh, mm -hmm. the way I think about it is like uh, you have a monitor that's watching the observer and it's it's kind of in a still place and you can hear your ego you know, yelling at your wife or you know screaming at your dog or whatever it is but <laughs> you're, you're still in a way you're beside yourself and you see that and you observe it and you just don't you don't become that yelling or conflict you observe it and so you have an opportunity to reflect on it and uh and change it if you want yeah 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 maybe change it because well it's, it's that's the other thing i understood about uh the the true gift of self-knowledge to me is that all this effort that one puts into oneself to change to get to be a better sorry a better person it's all based on more illusions <laughs> more beliefs a new like new beliefs but based on an old system which is the 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 ego the, the that computer body thing that we were in you know no that makes sense i think uh, i'm just thinking of a good analogy uh yeah you'll still like you're saying chop wood gather water yeah. that's not going to change or scream at your dog fight with your wife but something does change is like I was walking the other day after the storms and I noticed all these mushrooms coming up. And what people don't realize that's just nothing. The real thing is the filaments underground that are growing and creating this network that yeah. reaches other fungi. So I said, well, maybe that's oh, yeah. where the real self-knowledge or truth is. It's underneath. So uh, it's mycelium. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and sometimes you don't have to do anything. I think part of your book, Dominic, is just simple awareness will bring exactly. the change. That's exactly change where I was. Be, the change could be, well, I'll fight less with my wife. Maybe I'll leave my wife or maybe I won't, you know, maybe things will get better. I don't know, but I'm just not there as much. <laughs> yep. That's exactly where I was going with that. That's just the thing. It's the damnest thing. Like once you see the truth about your mechanics and your beliefs sometimes most of the times you, you don't even have to do anything to change them it's just it's just so clear that it that it doesn't make sense you know but you know like or spot them off in self-knowledge yeah, yeah sorry yeah, exactly. but it is my ego that has been wounded uh because Absolutely. of some insecurity i had because of some trauma so you know this is the truth of why i'm doing this and just explaining that well yeah you kind of disarm uh you know your shadow whatever shadow yeah. complex is coming out yeah and i mean i want to make something clear though right now because i'm thinking maybe i'm starting to uh sound like a like some enlightened jerk or whatever this practice of witnessing personally i i try to live it you know like i try to make it a 24 7 kind of thing you know but let's be real, it's not, you know, like, and I, I still struggle with a lot of things that I, 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 I think I want to change and things that I feel that are not right. Like recently I, I joined Twitter, but, and I thought, you know, like I just need a, a place to put announcements because it's all very new work for me, you know? So I just, I was just looking for a place to, yeah, to announce the new things I'm working on and stuff like that. 
But I promised myself, I'm not going to participate. I know how toxic it can be. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, and, yeah. you know, like when you log in, I'm just going to, I'm going to sound like such a newbie because I'm, I'm a noob. <laughs> you have those, the following and the for you, like right. thing up there. And the, like for you is hell. basically and it's so hard like for me not to click on that and just like because there's so much stuff that's interesting and i want to i want to know and you know but it's so for me it's kind of a game trying to figure out like why do i keep want to push that button you know and go see that why but something even harder you know is why is it so hard to do things that we know are good for us you know like we know that if if we uh, like okay i'm not going to talk for everyone but if i meditate every day whatever i know how good i feel you know why is it so hard not to do it you know so good question. to me like it's 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 fascinating people who are like really really positive and like optimistic all the time they kind of annoy me so but maybe maybe i'm i'm a bit like that i'm i'm really i i i've started to enjoy life in the last 2 years for the first time in my life you know mm, that's great um, that's great okay I want to, yes, I, I know what you're saying, but I want to get into some tools because that's what I think people will be asking too. And mm-hmm. your book definitely deals with a lot of tools for self-knowledge. You don't, yeah. you're not just a Zen master slapping people in the face with Biden on the canoe and yada, <laughs> yada, yada, all that other stuff. You actually go through this very well. And I would say tools, you've got uh, psychology, You've got the Damon Astrology, Archetypal Weather. Love that word. <laughs> You've got, uh, what other, Magic, uh, the Damon, uh, Metaphor. and uh, But I would say it seems you've just answered it. The best one would probably be meditation, and I would agree. And that's what mm-hmm. I tell people. And as you say, there are many ways you can meditate. Here in the West, we've forgotten how to breathe. Just breathing right is half the battle to yeah. uh, self-knowledge, contemplation, introspection, uh, and so forth. I like what you write, Dominic. You write, to meditate is to infuse action with a living spirituality. It is to embody spirit through gesture. I was like, mm-hmm. damn, that's a good one. That's a good one. I'll give you that <laughs> one. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> but the, I mean, of course, you say there's many forms of meditating, talking, eating, petting a cat serving a customer playing music of course playing music uh and you give this uh the analogy of let the horse draw the cart oh yeah that's that's uh, okay there's a lot there <laughs> so all the tools uh just yeah to settle the thing about the tools what i tried to point out to people is it's just to suggest things that can help you're you know like that can help you in self-knowledge you know but it's it's really hard because i mean as i said like we're all made of such different archetypes um 
that there's no way for me to say, well, let's just do this. And then that's <laughs> going to be your way to enlightenment. You know, like there's so many people who do that already. You pay me $99. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it wasn't the deepest part of the book because I, I couldn't get into the specifics because it's up to the, what I call the adept to figure the tools, you know, that, that are appropriate for oneself. That's kind of a boring answer. I, I know, but it's so central, you know. So much more we can talk about, but we are at a time. So first I'm going to say, Vance, thanks for keeping us company. Hope you poured yourself a white Zinfandel on this. <laughs> also you may want to thank me for my mischief at the end of the show <laughs> oh i loved it i loved it that's amazing for me yeah no, love your answer yeah. by the way yeah we need the oh, trickster great. anyway great so awesome well i uh, think you did mention your website but i am going to plug it again and of course for the audience it will be on the show notes and that is dominicvalet.com so uh, check it out. He's got his essays, which uh, are great. And definitely check out Zinfandel because there's so much more. And if you want to understand yourself at the same as deprogram yourself, this is a good book to open up. So uh, Dominic, thank you very much for coming on Aeon Byte. Can I just say something really, really quick about the book? Sure, of course. Just to uh, let people know that um, an audiobook version is coming. Actually, it's pending approval right now. Should be out by the time this interview comes out. Uh, it's going to be an Audible. And I want to give a shout out to the guys at Grimerica because they're the ones Good who uh, recorded it. Graham's voice is just perfect for the book. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, I could agree. I can hear him already. So they have a lot of good books at, uh, yeah, Adult Brain. I think their company is called and have really good books. So uh, I just want to give them a quick shout out and just to know that, let people know that it's going to be an audiobook too. Awesome. We'll check it out. Yeah, this is a good book if you're traveling. So awesome, Dominique. Thanks for the, for, uh, thanks for everything and uh, good luck with the book, the audiobook and the whole self-knowledge thing. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you, Vance. Thank you, Miguel. You bet. Thank you. <laughs> and there you have it. Dominic sends us to the edge of the ego and down into the chasm of self-knowledge. In our second part, Dominic will share the esoteric aspects of, believe it or not, Northern Exposure. And also Douglas Adams, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. We'll then discuss if Gnosis is the same as Enlightenment, turning quickly to the topics of nihilism and addiction. Dominic will let us know if he believes in the concept of gods and spirits, and how they work in the arena of self-knowledge, and much more. So please become a member for the full Gnosis. It's only $6.99 a month for AB Prime or $4.99 at Red Circle or whatever you want to pledge on Patreon. You'll get access too to my private Facebook group and Discord channel for AB Prime members and higher level patrons. If you find value in this content, please help grow this Red Pill Cafeteria. 
Your help can be in the form of a one-time donation on Stripe or the U.S. mail or even crypto. There is also a link on the show notes if you want to leave a tip or you can tip on any YouTube show. There's always the merch store and my wish list. And consider the Finding Hermes program, where we have monthly exclusive meetings and presentations, with many past guests hanging out for high-octane gnosis. I also have a one-on-one tier if you want to talk every month about Gnosticism or other heresies, or discuss healing modalities or addiction recovery. If you need help with all or any of these choices, just message my ass. I'm always here to help, and I truly appreciate your help. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being yourself, your true self, here in the desert of the real. Hello and goodbye, as always.